2: Good morning, America. This is Gun Owners News Hour. And today I bring you somebody that uh, I've done a lot of collaborating with this guy of late on Lock and Load and on uh, on my Odyssey show, Straight Talk. He brings to this a a career of law enforcement. He is the head of InvestUSA.org. Now he just gives law enforcement well over 12. He's given out 12,000 protective vests to LEO across the United States, including their canine counterparts. I'll get it out there. Just give me a second. (laughs) Joining me now for the first time on Gun Owners News Hour is Michael Lutz. Good morning, sir. Good morning. It's always a privilege,
1: Bill. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for what you're doing to make sure the truth and integrity are broadcast to the American people.
2: I'm doing my very level best. So, let's talk about this uh, migrant who decided to attack a bunch of cops. Now, my first question is, how did this guy, I mean, I saw him get, be getting released today, flipping off uh, the, the, the people in the news as he was walking by. How is it this guy attacked these police officers and he's still breathing?
1: <laughs> well, there's. Here's what happened. It was in uh, New York uh, Times Square uh, in New York City. And uh, he, along with a number of his friends, when I say a number, you're probably talking about 10, 15, were harassing and intimidating. Many of the citizens that were walking up and down in that park, you know, enjoying the evening uh, shopping, shopping. Um, you know, whatever they kind of do up there. Yeah. You know, when you're in big, high cotton New York city. So anyway, the uh, two officers who were assigned to that area approached him and he got combative. So they grabbed him, took him to the ground. That's standard procedure. You go fight me, you're going to go to the ground. Right. And as they're taking him to the ground to begin the process of cuffing him, to take him in for, uh, obstruction and, uh, among the other things, suddenly this other group of his 12, 14 comrades, shall we say, decided they're going to attack him, and then they attack the second officer. And they've got them both on the ground, and they're just pummeling, kicking him, uh, throwing punches. Of course, you know, he, they were fortunately able to call in and say that they're, you know, uh, or take, him taken the ground, he was being disruptive to sit back up. So back up, got there within the minutes, and uh, they quickly decided to uh, scatter. But by four that had scattered, they had injured both officers. Cut one in the head, you know, the other got mm, bruising in side ribs and being kicked in the back, being kicked in the kidneys, being kicked in the head. They were just uh, throwing punches and kicks left and right to the two officers who were on the ground. Of course, they were rolling around trying to, you know, uh, capture or trying to pin down the And this is the point, the initial assailant. But he got away too. They all got away. Now, within five hours, they had picked up five of them. They had been identified and they had had picked them up. Where the NYPD is frustrated is within three hours after that, they had already been processed, no bail, no bond, uh, and they had been released. And here's the issue. Because they're illegal immigrants, they're in a sanctuary city, so they're not going back to their country. Right. They're going back to a shelter that you and I are paying for, tax dollars are paying for, they had to kick out people from a school and put put these people in the state. And they're giving law enforcement the finger because quite frankly, there's nothing that's going to be done to them. And of course you saw that uh, when you saw the pictures of the uh, one or or I don't know if they got the other ones yet at the time, but being released. No regard, no respect for authority. Or for NYPD. Now, here's what makes the matters worse. The mayor, who I know, Eric Adams, Eric used to be a captain with NYPD. Okay, right, right. Before he became mayor. He remained silent on this issue. Not a word. The governor of New York had a few comments to say As we can't have people attacking our uh, law enforcement officers. Something needs to be done. Here's what was shocking. So, a uh, reporter just asked a simple question, like a very valid question. Well, why don't we deport them? I mean, if they're going to attack our officers, they have no business being in this country. Well, that's something we probably should definitely look at, I would think. Maybe you would think. Sure. But see, the reason why he had to say that is because they've already determined that New York City and New York State are sanctuary cities. So she knows the answer to that question. If they're going to declare themselves to be sanctuary, that means they have no cooperation with ICE or with border patrol or any federal agency. And so they refuse to recognize their jurisdiction, which isn't that odd. They can do that yet Texas, when it wants to protect itself, suddenly has to abide by federal authority. Um, what, what, just show you how corrupt the system is. But so there was no response really. From so, I mean, from the mayor or from the governor. So the union, they of the union, does decide to respond and he says look what is going on because if we care more about illegal immigrants than we do about our officers we're going to allow our officers to be attacked and to uh, because of this attack be treated in such fashion with no repercussions why would the rest of us want to stay and I think that's a valid question. Yeah. You remember New York, when your audience needs to understand this, last year alone, lost over 4,500 officers. That is over a third of their force, okay? They are unsustainable when you lost a third of your officers. What I mean by unsustainable? You cannot provide protection against violence and crime if you've lost a third of your officers. No way. So New York is fastly falling into the comic book ship, Gotham city. And it will be ruled and overrun by lawlessness and corruption. Of course, it's already full of corruption but lawlessness and thugs by the end of this year, if they don't do something about it. Right. Well, so they're in a mess, Bill, they are mess. Um, and quite frankly, here's is the issue. That's New York we're talking about. But it's happening all across the country. We have Chicago. We have Portland. We have, you know, it's amazing in Portland right now. They won't even provide the funding for equipment for their officers at the moment. They have gone back to this defunding the police. They're slashing their budget left and right. right. L.A., He's still doing the same thing. San Francisco, doing the same thing. Although San Francisco saw the error of its ways and decided, okay, well, maybe we better restore funding. Tell you what, officers, we'll, uh, we'll give you some money. Come back. And here's the problem that they had with that. Is, uh, the officer said, why? You've already shown us that you don't care about us. So why would we come back? San Francisco is still drastically low on where it needs to be with officers to cover the, to cover the streets. Why do you think violent crime is higher than it's ever been in any of these bigger cities, and it's spreading to uh, rural areas as well? Because there is becoming a perception in America that law enforcement is down for the count, that they have no support among politicians, and that quite frankly. Uh, there are no consequences, and we reinforce that, quite frankly. Right. How do we how do we reinforce it, Bill? We have places all across the country, in California and LA, and New York and others. Smash and grab if you want to take something, and it's under a thousand dollars. We don't prosecute. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That yeah. That that's uh, that's my favorite thing. All you got to do is get a, a shopping cart and a calculator, and you're good to go. Uh, we're com- yeah. coming up on the first break. InvestUSA.org. That's where you can see what Michael does on a regular basis. In addition to all the other stuff he does, he's also a writer at American Thinkers. So if this kind of stuff grabs you, this is that's where you would find him. Find his byline. He's always in the right you're always in the right column, right? On the on on, of those two. And uh of course he does collaborate with me here, but he's here with me for the whole show today, so We're going to be right back. We're going to talk some more about this stuff and the varied stuff that he looks at that should matter to you as gun owners in the United States today. We'll be right back. This is Gun Owners News Hour.
3: If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why.
2: This is Gun Owners News Hour. We are talking to Michael Letts from InvestUSA.org. We were just talking about what's happening in New York, but now let's uh, let's let's see. Let's go. Let's go talk about Mayorkas. Now Mayorkas is uh, he's the guy that is overseeing the invasion by invitation right now, and he is uh, he's sort of getting impeached, right?
1: Yeah, the House. Committee that oversees Homeland Security has voted out the articles of impeachment to be considered by the full House on the House floor, probably within the next seven days. Now, so he's in trouble.
2: Now, but you, you make a really good point because uh, I, I, I think, and I think America has become quite numb to it. Most of what we see coming out of Congress nowadays, that's almost theatrical isn't it no?
1: it is theatrical because let me tell you let's we need to be honest and blunt with your, your listeners what does impeachment mean well whether it's the president secretary of homeland security whoever it is it happens in the house first of all they have to draft together the reason behind the impeachment in this case is the dereliction of duty Constitution requires, you know, that the federal government keep the states from being invaded. Provides for the common defense. It's hard to argue that you're doing that when you are allowing thousands of terrorists through all the terrorists watch list, or they even worse than that—that that we are known to be terrorists. We just had ten last week. Iranian Republican Guard that are members of Hezbollah, no question they're terrorists, that we captured on the border trying to cross illegally. You remember, we don't capture but a small percentage of everybody that tries to cross. Right. So that tells you they're pouring into this country. So explain to me how you are providing for our common defense when you are actively allowing terrorists to cross into our country. When you're actively allowing them to bring in armaments. Two weeks ago, we picked up 10 IEDs. IEDs are the big boys. They, uh, they do a lot of damage when they go off. 10 of them were picked up trying to be stumbled across the border. Remember, once again, we only pick up a small percentage. So there's a bunch of them already in this country. Right. And so you've got armaments. You've got terrorists. There's only one other thing that terrorism needs to work. And that's money. Now, in the previous administration, Trump was able to keep that under check. Why? Who is the main sponsor of terrorism in the world? Iran. Iran is the primary sponsor for Hezbollah, Hamas, ISIS, Al Qaeda, and the Taliban. And where do they get their money? Well, they were broke. Going Trump, why? We had an oil embargo. We had so many things going on. They didn't have any way to make any money. Right. So they could barely feed that they couldn't even feed themselves for that matter. But under Biden, he has released over 250 billion of our tax dollars to support Iran. You remember Obama tried to start the ball by sending six billion in cash over to Iran on American Air Force planes. What a disgrace. To allow our military to cart money to a, 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 an enemy, an avowed enemy of the United States, but that's—you remember uh, Biden was Obama's VP, so it's all one administration, right? So Biden just picked up where Obama left off. And he has helped Iran have the rest of the two hundred fifty billion that's out there. So now Iran is flush with cash. They can definitely afford the funneling to promote terrorism, and they have. Why do we know that they have? The intelligence community, which I have been involved with for longer than I care to remember, has intercepted what we call chatter or communications from Iran, the Hezbollah, saying that he, they wanted them to concentrate now their network of terrorism not on just Israel or in the Middle East, but to expand it to the United States and to bring terrorism to American soil. I just told you about the 10 terrorists we picked up crossing the southern border who were members of Hezbollah. They are delivering on the request. We picked up five that were going across the Canadian border and in New York. So they have accepted the challenge. Now bear in mind, um, Bill, that they didn't just start this yesterday. We have had terrorism crossing into this country for years under Biden, the last three. We know for a fact that we have terrorists cells in basically every state in America. So their employees are ready to go. They're just waiting for somebody to hit the, hit the button. And now it looks like they're challenging them to hit the button in the near future. So we can expect terrorism attacks in this country. That is not defending the American people. That's why it is no surprise, and it certainly is with merit, that the Republicans in the House that announced enough we're going to impeach the uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, quite frankly, should impeach the President and his whole administration as well. But the downside is that you can impeach in the House, but it doesn't mean anything unless you get a conviction in the Senate. Right. The Senate requires two-thirds majority vote to get a conviction. Unfortunately, everything is political nowadays. They don't judge anything by character or by value anymore. It's all by politics. But the Republicans and the Democrats control the Senate. Not by much, but they control it. There is no way the Republicans, if they all vote as a block, will still get 18 Democrats to switch over to vote for conviction. So nothing will happen. Here, here, Here's the ultimate consequence. My Yorkers will have on his record that he was impeached, probably not something that you want on your record, but he's not going anywhere. He will remain as Secretary of Homeland Security and continue to do exactly what his boss, Joe Biden, tells him to do of course we know it's not joe biden joe biden doesn't know where the bathroom is at he can't find his way in his own bedroom right so um it's really actually others that are that are manipulating the system those who have a very progressive democratic far left leading ideology that are telling him what to do or telling his people what to do and that's the policies that they're trying to implement now well i i agree with you on the
2: theater part because uh well, because it's not going to go anywhere. Even if they succeed, it's not going to go anywhere. But anyway, uh, once again, Michael Letts. You can find Michael Letts by going to investusa.org, where he's given away 12,000 protective vests to law enforcement. And uh, there's about 800,000 more to go, and he's working on it. <laughs> so if you want to donate, he would be quite, quite pleased for that. Also, of course, he is a writer at AmericanThinker.com. And uh, that's a very good place to go if you're looking for the latest thing as far as what's happening. We'll be right back. This is Gun Owners News Hour. News Update. The beginning of 2024 has seen robust job growth, with the U.S. economy adding 353,000 jobs last month, nearly double the anticipated increase, according to the Labor Department. The unemployment rate remained steady at 3.7% in January. Toxicology reports released this week revealed that the three men found dead and frozen at a Kansas City Chief's watch party had three times the lethal amount of fentanyl, along with cocaine and THC in their systems. The incident happened in the backyard of the friend Jordan Willis Kansas City home on January 9th, two days after the game. Former President Trump is criticizing the United Auto Workers Union after it endorsed President Biden's re-election campaign. During an interview with Fox Business, Trump said he never engaged in discussions with the UAW regarding an endorsement. He referred to the union as a hopeless case and accused it of steering
1: the car industry into the poorhouse. John Schaefer, USA News
6: wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated so keep it simple and take good care of yourself with sunny bay heating pads our heating pads soothe pains in the neck back and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at Sunny-Bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from Sunny-Bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at Sunny-Bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay.
2: Welcome back. This is Gun Owners News Hour. I am speaking with Michael Letts from investusa.org. Um, are you, are you as, a, I mean, I sort of would like to see what happens if Joe Biden were to try to federalize the Texas National Guard. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, I don't think he's going to try. We'll talk about why, but that would definitely be interesting. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about your position first, and then we'll talk about why it wouldn't happen. But here's one of the issues. You know, Texas is one of the states, just like most Americans, it's not just Texas. Most Americans are very have a very strong independence streak. Don't tell me what to do. And quite frankly, especially if you're telling me to do something, you have no authority to do. Well, the Constitution very clearly provides... And this was before we ever had a Constitution. We had Articles of Confederation. Okay? Each state had an Article of Confederation. The, the 13 states decided to adopt the Constitution of the United States, not the other way around. In the adoption of the Constitution, and remember, the Constitution wasn't adopted in a day, it took years because each state legislature had to convene and decide if well, they wanted to be adopted. The uh, U.S. Constitution to be a part of it or not. So it took uh, 13 years, I believe it was, to get the Constitution ratified. Right. But in that, because the Articles of Confederation gave the sovereignty to each state, and each state had an Article of Confederation, they made very sure that the Constitution did not take that away. What the Constitution did is said, we as a United States of America, will have a federal government that will provide the following. It will guarantee the protection of the states from invasion. It will provide a common defense, promote a given worker, et cetera, et cetera, which is in the preamble as well as in the Constitution, guaranteeing Second Amendment rights, First Amendment rights, et cetera, et cetera. But one of the things in the articles of the Constitution is it says that if the federal government does not provide the protection to the states. And there is an imminent invasion or threat to its citizens. The states retain the right to defend themselves. It's black and white. It's not open to uh, interpretation. It's subject to what did they mean. They were very clear in what they meant. So we as Americans know that, Texans especially. So if you federalize the Texas National Guard, what makes you think that they're going to obey a word you have to say? When you tell them they have to turn on their neighbors, their brothers and sisters, and fire upon them or arrest them for trying to defend their families and their neighbors from terrorists, rapists, murderers coming across the border. I doubt very seriously, Mr. President, that they're going to pay you a bit of attention. But to make matters worse for you, we have 20 five governors that have said we will stand by Texas. 21 of those 25 have said that we will send our National Guard units. We're not having the first ones actually fulfill their their promise. Florida has just announced that it has called up its National Guard and is sending them to Texas as we speak. So here's your problem now, Mr. President. You're going to have to not only federalize Texas National Guard, looks to me like you're going to have to federalize 21 states' national guards. The problem in doing that is you can't just federalize because you woke up on the wrong side of bed. You have to provide that to Congress and explain to them why you're doing that. In World War II, we had a national crisis. We had a war that we had to fight on two theaters. Right. clearly, clearly understood that we didn't have an active military that could provide enough warriors, enough soldiers for two different years. So what do you do? You federalize the National Guard units all across the country. I don't know that we have an imminent threat anywhere else in the world that we don't have enough active duty to meet that, 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 that criteria. So explain to me what your reasoning is behind nationalizing the, the uh, National Guard. And if you do have a slight reason, I'm sure one guard unit would suffice. How are you going to federalize 21 of them? Who's it going to pay for it? They
2: don't even have the money for that, do they? Because they've got to pay for no. everything. When, for, for, when they federalize the guard, they got to pay the
1: salaries and the
2: logistics and all they the stuff minutes. that goes with it. Yeah.
1: Everything. Everything. So that really kind of goes out the window. You say, well, what do you think is going to happen? Well, it appears to me that this administration is going to do two things. They have already said they're going to back off challenging Texas about cutting the razor wire. But remember now, this is not over. This is still the court system. The only thing the Supreme court did was to remove an injunction that the feds couldn't cut the wire. They didn't say Texas couldn't put out more wire. They didn't say Texas was right. And the federal government was wrong. They just simply removed the injunction and said, Hey, it's in the court system now. It's working its way through and we will work through the process and probably eventually get to the Supreme Court on that issue. And is it the state's ability to defend itself, which to me is very clear. Where I was disappointed was knowing that if you don't resolve the issue now, you're leaving the border still open to all these terrorists and jailbirds that are coming across the border, and that damages the American people. So every day that you delay a decision that the states have the right to defend themselves, you're hurting the American people. But that having been said, I think they're going to wait for the courts to rule eventually on that question. I think the second thing that they're hoping for is you understand that right now we have the Texas National Guard on the border with shields, telling people when you get them across and you're all wet, you're stepping on the Texas soil, sorry, you can't do that. you got to turn around and go back. Now, we also have over 700, and the convoy is growing by the hour, okay? 700 truckers that are coming in from all around the Midwest into Texas starting today. They're right. And that convoy seems to be growing to 20 to 30 miles. Uh, so you have those that are wanting to come down to help. You have farmers from neighboring states that are driving their tractors there. You have, to our estimate right now, it appears to be over 70,000, what we call militia, Minutemen, Guardsmen, State Guardsmen, who are actually former military, special forces, retired law enforcement, et cetera, that are coming down to assist in taking a stand against immigration, people are saying, look, you're not going to come and kill my my family. We're just not going to let you do it. So you have all these people coming to Texas. I think what this administration is hoping for is that there will be an incident of some sort, and they will then take the position that this is a bunch of domestic terrorists, not the ones coming across the border. People coming to defend will be classified as domestic terrorists, MAGA supporters, conservatives, you know those bad people we're we'll sure, talking about. Yeah, yeah, those guys. And that they will then utilize that to say, we need to invoke the Insurrection Act, and we need to bring in martial law, and we need to shut this thing down. And furthermore, while we're bringing in martial law, you know, I don't know that we can have elections in November because of the threat to national security. So, I think I'm going to stay president for as long as this crisis is available, and then we're going to sort it out later. Now, that would go over real well with the American people, wouldn't it? I would think so, yeah.
2: I would think so. Hang on so for me one that's more what time. I think we're headed to yeah, yeah. You hang, got it. Hang on for me one more time, if you will, uh, Michael. Like I said, he's out of Columbia, South Carolina, right down the street. He, he lives somewhere probably near where I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, I don't think we've ever actually discussed some of that. But yeah, this is uh, InvestUSA.org. A protective vest that law enforcement wears, they've got to wear it all day long. They've got to be able to function in it all day long. And when they have to get in a foot chase or if they gotta get in a fight, well, they gotta be able to do that and wear it, and that's what Michael gives away. We'll be right back. This is Gun Owners News Hour.
5: unmarked boxes go to mypatriotsupply.com today time is running out to prepare for what's coming mypatriotsupply.com do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem get help now insurance may cover everything stop the drug and alcohol nightmare Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523.
3: When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for youth
4: Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs And dangerous things like metals into your body
3: And nicotine, which can harm a person's brain development through their mid-twenties With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping Because when you talk, they hear you I need answers to my tax questions Where can I find them? need answers try our interactive tax assistant on irs.gov forward slash
0: ita simply select your tax questions provide your information and it gives you answers also check our help and resources page and try our online tax map 5,000 tax topics from a to z plus you can access forms publications in a variety of formats
2: time this is gun owners news hour i'm talking to michael letts from investusa.org and michael and i we've been discussing some things over time and uh well let's let's get into that right now so we're, we're talking about the well you know what you tie it in michael you sell it so much better than i
1: do <laughs> oh you're very kind thank you but we were talking just a minute ago about what do I think the Biden administration is gonna do with the Texas border situation? Question now becomes what do we want to do with the situation? Well, here's where we're at, folks. We have a administration that is blatantly disregarding the American Constitution. Not just disregarding it, they're attacking it. America is under attack. We know for a fact that I can provide the documentation that we have migrants that are coming across, military age. I yeah, just show we're showing pictures today. We have them in Atlanta, in the Atlanta Airport, being processed by our military, taken across the country, and these are members of the Venezuelan Republican Army. Now, what are Venezuelan military personnel being doing, providing access to America illegally and being moving across the country? It's not just Venezuela; it's Chinese, it's Iranian, it is. Syrian, it is others, so why are these countries who are avowed enemies of the United States sending their military personnel to come across illegally, and our government is helping resettle them, for lack of a better word, all across the country, poising them to be ready to help should there be some kind of an attempt at an overthrow or take over America? Uh, that's treason, treason of a high and aggravated nature. So what should we do? Well, quite frankly, even the New York Times recognizes this today. When your top, which is the president, vice president, cabinet members, your attorney general, your FBI, when the top people in the country have decided to work against the Constitution, to violate, to attack the Constitution, to attack the sovereignty of this country, what needs? Who can do anything about it? What needs to be done? Well, the Constitution is pretty good little piece of paper. You know exactly what to say. They anticipated this. There is a provision in the Constitution, and it is memorialized in the War Powers Act of 1788. That there are military councils or military tribunals can be established for the prosecution of civilians, including the president of the United States, where it deals with matters of national security are a threat to the American mainland and the American people. There has never been a greater threat than a president who we have documentation from the House Oversight Committee, Judiciary Committee, Ways and Means Committee of pay for play. He being... Given financial incentives through Hunter and through others, by the Chinese government, by the Ukrainian government, by the Russian government. We can go on and on down the list. His administration, his vice president has been designated as a border czar, yet they are doing nothing to protect the country from terrorists and from war criminals and criminals themselves that are coming across our border. We know that this administration, the attorney general, as weaponized, politicized, by our federal law enforcement agencies. When it gets to that point, we have to exercise the clause in the Constitution for a war, uh, tribunal, military tribunal. And who can do that? Only two people authorized. The President, which in this particular case, the President is not going to authorize the Commission to investigate himself. But the House, but Congress via the House of Representatives, which is the Speaker of the House, getting this sheet, We have a Republican Speaker. We are already there in a discussion on the Hill now of the necessity to implement and formulate a military tribunal. What is a military tribunal? It is a convening of a jury of junior officers, not the ones that are the TV generals that are already politicized. It is junior officers who have 30 days to review the evidence, the evidence I just talked about, about treason um, payments, about the uh, abdicating of your role and responsibility to protect the American people. And upon review, if they determine that the judicial code has been violated, they make a rendering a decision what the code Section of the code has been violated and what the penalties are. And here's the greatest part about it, folks. They don't send that recommendation over to the Attorney General and say, okay, the Department of Justice is to go in there and start, start preparing a case to take these people to court. No, 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 no. The execution of the penalties as provided for in the judicial code are carried out by the Department of, of, of the military, the Defense Department. And so the military does it all in one shot. Right now, they're the only ones that we have that can step in and prevent the continued deterioration and the continued treason that's involved in this country. And people are beginning to recognize that we have unfortunately come to that point now to where a military tribunal will be necessary if we're going to hold people accountable for their actions. And remember, folks, that's what it's all about. It's not holding somebody accountable to say you should have done that you need to resign because I just want the next person to figure out, I'll do it, but I'll do it better. I'll hide it better so I don't have to do it. There has to be consequences to actions, especially when they're treasonous actions against the people of America and their safety and their well-being. That's what a military tribunal is all about. That's what we've gotten to in this country. And that is the next stage we need to see happen in America.
2: Uh, completely, completely uh, different uh, question because I, I know you probably have heard some things in the crosstalk. All this stuff they discovered coming out of New York with this Judge Kaplan that uh, mm-hmm. just was uh, the judge in the Trump uh, Carroll case there. Is that going to be damning come on on appeal time when they look at that and say, oh, well, you know, you mentored the lawyer for the plaintiff.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, it gets even better. You haven't even seen half of it yet. But he, he, here's how, I'm glad you asked the question because it's not only a totally different subject, it's on the same subject. Okay. When our judicial system has gotten to the point where judges think they're both the law. Right. If they don't have to uphold the law, who holds them accountable? When you have, and we're talking about a tribunal system, here's what's so scary about it. Once you open that can of worms, you're going to find a lot more worms in that can you ever realize. Got a lot of worms in Congress. There's a lot of people who are compromised. How do we know that? Well, we could spend the next two hours on your show talking about what's happening in Washington and how that we know that things that should be occurring are not because they've been blackmailed, including our own federal agencies are blackmailing lawmakers to get them to do what they want done instead of what's the right thing to do. So once you begin to drain this swamp, there's a lot of... Uh, sewage that's going to be coming out, but that's one of them. What you just mentioned when our judicial system is you're not just with this one particular case you mentioned, it's all over the country. Can you, you Let's talk about for just a minute, just how bad the judicial system is. Oregon Supreme Court today, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, just ruled that thirteen Republicans, because they didn't vote the way the Supreme Court thought they should have because they were opposed to abortion, can no longer be on the ballot. We're going to remove the right of the people to decide who their representatives are because we don't agree with their position. That is communism. That is treason to this country. Who's going to hold the Oregon Supreme Court to a standard of justice and accountable for their actions? That is why we have gotten to this point. We have are so devolved and so so wrapped up in this left uh, left wing ideology, not the people. But some of the crazy leadership that think they're going to turn this country upside down, the only way to bring it back to restoring justice, equal justice for all, and for upholding the law, is we're going to have to have a military council to hold people accountable. And it's unfortunate. That's not what I want. But quite frankly, the other difference you say, what's the other alternative? We're going to do what we did in 1776. Yep. People are going to say, I'm not going to put up with it anymore. Then they're going to go to the streets. Then there really will really be bloodshed. And that's not what we're looking for in this country. We can resolve it now with a military council. Let's do what we have the chance before we have to go to the streets and take the country back. Yeah, I knew this would
2: be a good hour. And, Michael, thank you very much for joining me today. Find Michael Letts at InvestUSA.org. Also, uh, where he's given 12,000 vests, 12,000-plus 12,000 protective vests, high-end protective vests for uh, to law enforcement and to their canine colleagues, as well as being a writer at American Thinker. Thank you very
1: much for joining me today. God bless you. Thank you, Bill. God bless America. Keep up the good work. We're going to win this battle. It's yes, just not okay.
2: As for the rest of you, carry your concealed weapon every day you can, everywhere you can. Stay awake and stay aware because no one is coming. This is Gun Owners News Hour. <laughs>